This is Unspoiled, covering The Wire, Season 1, Episode 2, The Detail. In this episode, D'Angelo writes a letter, and Detective McNulty's dick is up the Major's wife's ass. Or at least he wishes it was. Welcome to Unspoiled. If you walk through the garden, you better watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon for the state in their sight. If you want me, Jesus, you'll see. Hey, everyone. So welcome back to another episode of Unspoiled, hosted by Natasha. That's me. And my good friend, Rashawn. Yay. Hi. Um, so everyone... Please show Rashawn some love because after the first episode that we recorded, she became incredibly uh, self-conscious and swore that she didn't do a good job, which I think is Uh complete bullshit. And so tell her that she did a good job and set her at ease because she really enjoys doing this. I really do enjoy it. But I want her to keep going. Be at ease. Don't feel pressure to like say nice things because I'll never see them because I'm not going to read the comments. Oh, that's right. You did say that you weren't going to yeah. read them, which is usually a smart move, yeah, but so. I might surprise you with a screenshot of them <laughs> you on your dare. cell phone and just send it to you. <laughs> um, so this episode was like, I was almost enjoying it for about the first half oh, and then no. the second half happened and I was like, this is the worst ever. Oh. And it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it like as a story because it was really well done, but it was just really like face palming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then the very last sentence, I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> this feel It just feels so relevant right now. It isn't it, that crazy? Like this it, was really like 2002 crazy. and you're like, what? Really? Okay. Not much has changed, well, apparently. Right? Here we are. I thought I had the same feelings as I was rewatching it. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's interesting here is that in this case, this kid is blind in one eye, but he's not dead. So he's able to, like, in the stories that have been happening lately, not just in Ferguson, but Trevon Martin, and like, they're the, dead. The kid Crawford no, in the Walmart. Yeah. What was that one? The the kid Crawford, the guy who was had the BB gun in, in his hand from the shelf in Walmart, and he was like going to buy it, and then he got a cell phone call, and then he got killed. Holy shit! I didn't hear about. Oh, this. the video's all over the internet. He was in Walmart. There was a BB gun. And I don't want to take the the show on a whole tangent, but quick, it's quickly, it's fine. He there was a BB gun out of package, right? So he picked okay. it up off the shelf. And he had it in his hand, and he got a cell phone call. A person called 911 and said, there's a guy with an assault rifle, and he's aiming it at oh families. God. Cops come in. Side note, the state that it's happened in is an open carry state. So you would be – if it had been a real gun – He would have been allowed. He would have been allowed. The cops come in, and they shoot him and kill him, and whatever. It was a BB gun. When did that happen? Recently, like a couple – maybe like two months ago. They just released the video – we knew there was video, but Walmart and the police department didn't want to release it. It just came out Jesus. this week. And yeah, so he's like, he's on his phone talking to whomever. I think it's his girlfriend. He's got the, like, the BB gun down in his, his thigh, and he's just like chatting and shit. And then oh bang, it's down on the floor. I, that's, I can't believe I never heard about that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what the name is of the other guy who like 
shot that car full of kids because they wouldn't turn their radio down. Oh my God, that's the that fucking guy. the Jordan Davis case. <laughs> oh, there you go. Jordan yeah, Davis that is the name was of the so kid. Bonkers. And, oh my God. Yeah. So, but so yeah, <sighs> you're watching this twelve years later, and you see their behavior, and you're like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, when they're all sitting tailgating, mm-hmm. talking about how. Let's like first of all they they start off talking about uh sh- that what's her name Kima is like you know telling them what to exactly. do and how dare she and I'm like oh this isn't going anywhere and good oh shit that happened earlier in the episode when they're on the roof and yep. and Herc is like who does she thinks she is I don't see any stripes in her arm tell yep. us what to do uh and the other fucking guy doesn't have the balls to tell him hey you're being an asshole mm-hmm. Dumbass. But um, what did Kima say last episode? Like solving the war on crime, one brutality, case? one brutality case at a time. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But we got way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we did. Sorry, I just had to stop because that <laughs> shocked me so bad. Like, yeah, I just didn't think that. I thought that you know, the kid looked like he was in bad shape after he got hit, but I didn't realize yeah. it was that. And bad. that's going to come back like later. You know, we'll see more of him. More of that. I'm sure. But um, so I wanted to ask you if you had any familiarity with David Simon, who is the creator and writer of the series. Do you know anything about him? I don't know. I don't think so. He, what um, else has he done? He did a like a mini series on HBO before The Wire called The Corner, which was really good. And if you get a chance to watch it, I'd, I'd say watch. It's like I think like six or seven episodes, like an open okay. and shut kind of deal. And he's also behind. Um, homicide, life on the streets was, which is like an NBC kind of hard right. order I've deal. Heard of that one, yeah, right. So, but his stuff is always set in Baltimore. It's usually around like law enforcement, you know, and, and that's where he comes from. I think his background. I think he may have been a writer for a Baltimore paper. Okay. Before he ventured into like Hollywood, you know. But um, so that's like the deal with David Simon. So he loves police shit. He loves what police shit. He has a, um, I mean, I like, I like him. He's he's got some off moments, but I, I do like him. <laughs> I've read a bunch of his articles. And I used to follow his blog, and um, he has a particular interest in this this topic that became okay. the Wire. Is he black or white he's or white. what? He's white. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. I'm kind of impressed then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she, she's just like, uh, are you? Kind of um, so this starts off with, uh, McNulty who honestly, I keep, whenever I say his name, I feel like I'm getting it wrong because I, for some reason, keep thinking that his name is the same as the name of the cop in West Side Story, whose name is Officer Krupke. <laughs> so I don't know why I keep thinking that. It's okay. the same because it's not. First of all, close. Officer Krupke has a song. McNulty yes, doesn't he have does. a song. <laughs> he doesn't. He has quotes. He gets quoted at the beginning of the episode. Um, but yeah, I just like, I keep, keep being like McNulty and I'm like, no, that's not right. Um I'm going to start calling him McDreamy yeah. like they do yeah. with the like Grey's Anatomy. Anatomy. He's really adorable. He's, you know, he's English or, or maybe not English. I might get like yelled at, but he's <laughs> not American. He's either English or Irish or Welsh. I, I hate to say it like that. I'm so sorry. But he's not, a, he's not American. 
So the first time I heard... They all look alike to me. <laughs> Whatever. The first time I heard him speak, I was like, what the fuck? That's not a Baltimore accent. But in the show, it's so authentic and it's so natural. So. Yeah, I uh, I think that, like, he looks familiar. And I, that must be... I must have seen him in a British series or something. Because I was when I saw him, I was like, I've seen you in something that was really good. So it can't have been American. He, say that, but, you know. He was in this thing that, um, with, um... What's the girl who's married to Tim Burton? Oh, Bellatrix Lestrange. That's how I think of her. Is that the Harry Potter name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did like this Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, like docudrama thing. And he, oh. he was in that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I don't, I'm not <laughs> casting excursions. I just I didn't watch it. Um, so he is basically talking to the fucking judge again, which he shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. But he starts off with, like, you got me in trouble. Why did you use my name? What the fuck? And then proceeds to be like, oh, I'm going to do that one thing right again. Yeah, right, right, now, right. All over again. <clears throat> and this time I'm going to act like it's going to turn out differently at all. And how about you not use my name this time? Like, that's yep. gonna, like no one's going to know where it came from. Exactly. Just leave my <clears throat> fucking name out of it. Um, so, yeah, he tells. What is the name of this judge? That's Judge Phelan. Phelan. So he tells this judge that the witness got killed, mm-hmm. which it's shocking to me that this connection wouldn't be made. The fact that him telling this guy is even necessary, that this everybody's like, why would they kill him when he's already testified? What would be the point? And I'm like, are you serious right yeah, now? Yeah, but I guess like it would have just been another murder in the projects and no one would have taken the That's time what, to dot the eyes. completely I's. shocked me. Yeah. Completely shocked me. I'm like, how fucking thick do you have to be to not get that this was a message? Obviously, it's a warning. Obviously. But we how hard is that? We've seen the police and how they in the show. We've seen how they don't want to take on murders. They don't have to. Yeah, that's true. So why would they want to make that extra leap? You know what I mean? Like, but it just seems like it seems so obvious as to be insulting. That they don't want to acknowledge it. Yep. Like, how are you going to even pretend that you don't see the dots mm-hmm. here to connect? How, like, I would be embarrassed if I didn't see this. I don't know. It's just the fact that he had to argue why this, why he thinks what happened is what happened, mm-hmm. just blew my mind every time that he had to fucking sit down he, and he explain had, it to somebody. He had to argue it more than once. <laughs> yeah. It was like three different times with three different people that he was like, well, this is why. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you, why should, why do you even need to be telling them this? How are they that fucking thick? I just got really like mad over it. So, yeah. So he tells this judge this, who apparently goes on to tell a reporter about what's happened and doesn't use McNulty's name, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because everybody knows yeah. that he's like, talked to this judge already, that he's gotten... And he's gotten interest in this case and has said that he thinks they're related. And uh, it comes out in the paper and everybody's basically like, oh, he is so screwed. Yeah. And his captain or his major, right? Major Rawls is the guy with the, I got two fingers for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking knocking all the shit off his desk. And, <laughs> and it's the Rawls like, desk. Uh, he doesn't sit there. He sits right there. I was fucking dying. This show. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just so unexpected because I was kind of looking at the photos that are taped on the wall, and I was like, "Really, his kid is that young? I didn't feel like that when he was talking." And then I was like, "Oh, there it is." 
Um, yeah. So the his boss is like throwing him under the bus, basically. Like, I don't want to fucking have him on my team at all. I don't want this. I don't want this noise. I don't want this headache. I don't want this responsibility. Oh my god. Um, and it, it kind of like threw back to when he's at first in his boss's Raw's office last episode and he's all like you're bringing me a murder from last year like it doesn't mm-hmm. count because it's last yep. year oh this really like makes me understand why Batman <laughs> was a thing because he doesn't have to deal with all this shit and all the PR yeah and like oh this is gonna make me look bad it's like I'm Batman suck a dick yeah there's something to I'm gonna to do my thing <laughs> Exactly. I'm not saying I support vigilantism, <laughs> just to be clear, but I get it. It's all I'm saying. Um, so, help, you're, so, you took the notes I here, did. So I help took me out. What happens notes. next? So, they open an Emmys with him and Bunk. Oh, Bunk. Because it's Bunk's, it's Bunk's murder. Yeah, right? right. And he calls McNulty in, and then they go to the Little Rises, can I just talk about the Chicken McNugget conversation and how fucking genius that was? Really? That was so depressing. It, he just took their dreams and just smashed them against a wall and was like, grow up, children. I love that. I, I was I so sad. Love it. And I love that Wallace, who is just like, well, he still had the idea. Like, you know, that's supposed to mean something. And it's, right. well, even if you don't get the money, you had the idea. And that's just going to make you angry. That's just going to turn you into Walter White. What that's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's like that's like a standout for me. And then they they run D'Angelo in and like Dan- we talked about Doctor Bob D'Angelo last. Oh my god! When they pull him so in and get him to write this letter, this bullshit letter for the deacon and his orphan kids. Oh my god! And they brought the picture in, and I was thinking when they put hold the picture up, I'm like, he's not in that picture. That's surprising. <laughs> I wasn't thinking a picture with him in it. I fucking <laughs> fell for it like a goddamn tit. I was like, I, when he walks out there and he's like, deacon, laying it on a little stick there, I was like, oh my god, I'm such a tool bag. I completely bought it. Oh my god, I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> And yeah, D'Angelo's starting to like tear up and everything. Yeah, weak link. We said that last week. We oh already know like what where he is and like and I hate to call him weak because I think it's just sort of a humanity in him. <laughs> no, really. Like How dare No, I know what you mean, but that's what's so sad. But, it's like you can't have humanity left in you in this business. Not not in this business, not in this life. But he for whatever reason has it and it's just like it's not appropriate <laughs> to have that. And um, oh man, yeah. So he starts to write the letter of apology, you know, without admitting guilt to these supposed orphans <laughs> <laughs> until the lawyer shows up. And, and the uh, I have to say, this is a really stupid thing to have noticed, but his handwriting is really nice for a dude. Oh, I can't say I noticed. I have to go. Yeah, look. he wrote in cursive. Well, it's because he sensitive. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's how that works. Um. But yeah, I was first, first of all, even though I fell for the whole routine of this guy, like I fell for him being who they said he was, Mm -hmm. but I would never have fallen for this foolish write a letter fucking thing. Yeah. And yeah, I was really surprised that he actually went for it and that he didn't try and tell them, I know exactly what you're doing. I couldn't believe that he couldn't see what they were doing. That. Again, this shows us, I think, a lot about the character who is just somehow not connected to the real world, you know? Yeah, I guess so. 
like his whole expectations when he got out of prison, he was expecting all this respect for having shot somebody and he didn't get it. Yeah. You know, expecting all this respect for having been in jail when really it was just the imposition and it cost money. You know what I mean? And yeah. he just he's just not well equipped <laughs> for this life that he's in. And we don't yet know why he's in it, with the exception that we understand he's related. Right to the guy in charge in some way, like he's his nephew or whatever. But we, he doesn't seem fully, you know, able to function in this yeah. world. Yeah, I mean, it does. It almost feels like like the kids that he's dealing with in the low rises, they seem like they grew up in this world from like day one. Mm-hmm. Whereas with D, it's almost like he grew up a little bit more sheltered, Absolutely. and then they tried to bring him in. Agreed. And it was like too late Agreed. by then. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you can see that it it will come later. He's only got the three kids, but you know, there's the the three kids are like Bodie, Wallace, and Poot. And um, Poot. yeah, that's a whole other yeah. thing. Um, what is with the snot boogie and poo? Can we not <laughs> please with the bodily functions? Right? I was lucky to get out without a nickname like that. <laughs> But um, but yeah, you you'll see later this this um, sort of conflict between like these kids that he's in charge of, who's yeah. like they've really grown up in this, and him who's in this position, sort of just because of who he is. Yeah, exactly. Oh dear, I feel like he's gonna get stabbed in the back really hard, and I mean that in like in the most literal way. Oh, I, I feel like somebody will literally stab him in the back. <laughs> spoilers spoilers um, so we also met the rest of the detail as the episode is called the detail right. we meet the rest of the crew the coppers you know <laughs> copper oh, yeah that's adorable <laughs> <laughs> let me uh let me tap my cigar off over here um also bubs with the red bubs. hat genius Love that. That was cracking me right? up. It's good I work. just like, and the fact that, what's the name of the brutality charge guy? A uh, Herc. They Herc. don't get it. Herc and Carver he doesn't get, get it. it. They don't what get the fuck it. was the point of that? Yeah. Not at oh all. my God, you fucking moron. And she doesn't that just hurt me. take the time to explain it to them because it's almost like it's not worth it to her. I, I don't know. Yeah. She never really tells them what's happening. She tells McNulty later what yeah. the game was, but she doesn't tell them on the roof. She just says, and that take was a what bothered me a lot. I was like, there's, um, I know that you haven't gotten to like the fifth book of A Song of Ice and Fire, but there is a character who is doing a lot of really, like he's got a lot of good ideas and he's carrying them out, but he's not explaining what he's doing to people. So they're seeing him do things that on the surface make very little sense and seem really risky. And it's actually all very good ideas, but he's not communicating what it is. Mm. And so he doesn't have their loyalty or respect because they don't understand any of, you know, and it felt to me like what he said, does she act like, what do you get the feeling she's acting like she's above us? And I was like, yeah, I mean, bringing them in on this and explaining what they're doing. But I, at the same time, Herc is such an idiot that I don't know if explaining would even be worthwhile. I mean, and, 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they ever do a really good job of explaining. I mean, we we get to know the characters as the show goes on, but they never mm-hmm. really do a good job of explaining why she doesn't take the two seconds to be like, "Hey, this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing." Yeah. She just doesn't. I don't know if it's because she just has worked with them and she doesn't really respect them. Probably. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I blame her. But like, she probably just feels like they're holding her back, and if she can get this done without having to involve them at all, it'll just be easier. That's what it felt like, you know. Yeah, like, just do this and just do it because I said so, you know. And I mean, she's like walking along that rooftop, like crouched down, being all quiet and shit. And Herc is following her and like hits something with his foot and <laughs> jumps and yells and is like so fucking loud. I couldn't believe that they didn't get caught. She, I was like, she really, has that dude? great line. She's like, "You got no creep to you." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that bunch of elephants. <laughs> um, yeah, so Bubs has got this uh, red hat, and he ha- who's the first person he hands it off to? Little man, the big, big, big guy, of course. Okay, his name is Little Man. We got to come up with nicknames for you. I think that is his nickname. <laughs> no, for you. Oh, for me? Because you were saying I'm looking to yeah. es- escape without one. I did. I'm like, I, now I, I want to make I, one I for you. No little no nickname. So let's keep that going. <laughs> Um, so the person that they're trying to get a read on is Barksdale. They still don't have his picture yeah, by the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but they're able to, she's taking photos of everybody who gets the hat because if you're important enough to be playing around with each other, mm-hmm. basically, then it means that you're somebody. Yeah. Bubs knows as just the junkie on the street and being around for so long, he knows who's a player. So yep. he's only putting a hat on people of consequence. Uh, that was, uh, I, I imagine that Bubs is going to wind up dead at some point, but I really enjoy him a lot. Yeah, he's phenomenal on the show. I don't know what else he's ever been in, but he's just so good. And the, the acting I have to say for the entire series is just really, it's something. I feel he, he was the one I think I said was in Fringe. That's the only other thing I've seen him in. Oh yeah. Yeah. You um, said it last week. But yeah, so she's got the snapshots of all these different guys, um, but she hasn't got the one that she's really gunning for. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how long that's going to take. Oh, I'm not saying a word. He's like and invisible. how they get it, I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> um, and I love the reveal of where their office is. How for awesome detail. is it? Oh, my God. That was so... I Because I didn't get what was going on at first. They're walking down the stairs and... You have Daniel's looking real, like, trepidatious, <laughs> and he gets to the bottom of this, like, manky stairwell and opens the door, and there's, like, another hallway before <laughs> the door to the actual, like, it's just as far away from anything <laughs> important as it's going to get. And it's so, like, it's such an accurate it's... depiction of how little they want anything exactly. to do with his case. It's like a, it's almost <laughs> literally like, this is your office. F you. This is what we think exactly. of you in your job. Oh my God. Can I tell you how much I enjoyed the guy popping his head in? Like, are you guys purchasing? <laughs> <laughs> like they're in the middle of like their briefing or whatever. And it's just like, no. And he looks at them like, you don't have to be a dick about it. And like, walks. oh my God. And the pounding the, and yelling. Exactly. It's just like, we don't care what you're doing down there. It's not important. And they don't even have desks. The phone is on the floor. Yes, yes. Like, it's really bad. It's shocking. And, and I love how uh, Kima is like, they promised us computers and surveillance <laughs> equipment. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's going to take six years to get. I wouldn't hold my breath. And then you see the crew they give them. 
Which oh, Dan- which God. Daniels has a scene later on when he's trying to get Sidner. You know, he's trying to understand why did you give me these people when I need one good guy. Yep. But you see the crew. Yep. And it's it's the two old guys with the red faces. <laughs> One's asking about the overtime. Drunken house cats. Yeah, that's that's uh, Mahone and Poke. And um, then there's Prez who shoots the wall, which was a really fun scene too. Right. Oh my God. That was amazing. He, I, okay. So we have, it's Daniel's talking to Kima at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And, or no, Kima's actually sitting off to the side. She's out Just there. like reading, but not actually acknowledging anything that's happening because she's like, I'm not participating yeah. in this bullshit. Daniel's like off in like his inner office or, or whatever. And they hear the bang. And he comes running out. And the kid's trying to act like, why are you all upset? It's not a big deal. What's the problem? I shut a wall. It happens. And McNulty is like, your, your service, I mean, you you know you have to do paperwork for that, right? It was an accident. Like, he's, right? God, why do you guys have to be buzzkills? Oh, my God. It's just a stupid gun with bullets that kill people. It's a big deal. Oh my god, this kid is so awful. Yeah. And I love finding out later that he shot up his own car mm-hmm. and made up this story. Tried to call it in like he was under fire. Yeah, and then it turns out that he... Now, was it that he shot up his own car on purpose or that he did it by accident and then tried to explain it? Because they said it was his recreational weapon. He did it by accident, I believe, and then tried to cover it up with the whole I'm under fire and... What? So why are you going to try and cover it up when it's a recreational weapon? Because it's not like if if he was the type that cared about uh, paperwork in the first place, which he clearly yeah. is not, then I would understand using your service weapon accidentally shooting your car and being like, OK, I have to explain this. I'm going to have to say I was under fire. But if it's your recreational weapon, I think you have why to be accountable to- for that, too. Really? Okay. I think so. I mean, I don't know, but I think so. And also, they make, they tell us he is the son-in-law of some other higher-up. Um, right. You know, yeah. a Detective Valchek. That's his son-in-law, and that's why he's still... They, keep call, they call it he has suction, which I think is really funny. That is funny. But, you know, so you're... So poor Daniels is just like... They just literally can't believe it. Like, he's standing there listening to this kid trying to act like this isn't a big deal. And it's like he literally cannot believe what his ears are hearing. Mm-hmm. And he just walks out of there like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Who do I speak to about this? But like, then nope. later, at the, in the, at the Projects fiasco, he gives Prez a good, like, cover story. Like, he covers for him. Because he said that if you give me one good guy, I'll try and keep him afloat as long as i can yeah yeah like he made the deal to to watch this kid's back in exchange for having a single decent person on the case so i mean not that it's at all okay but because i feel like this would be a great moment to just let him totally go down and then be like well i did what i can but yeah. he's clearly a fucking moron i thought that would have been a perfect opportunity yeah. but i i agree i was torn when i first saw it like why is he extending himself for this guy who's obviously you know, a complete a joke. Fuck up. Like, just let him go. Get him yeah. out of there. But he does, I guess, the loyal thing or whatever. You know, I take care of my people and all that kind of stuff. So, and this is the thing that, like, I feel, and I know I've probably said this to death in a lot of other podcasts, but this whole like identifying yourself with a certain group of people, it, it's really it's death. fucking problematic. Yes, it is. 
It's just such a bad idea. It is. <laughs> and like, I get the temptation to feel like you want to belong somewhere and that you have people that care about you ahead of other people, which is comforting and whatever. But it just never leads anywhere good. It, really, it never it, does. It really doesn't. So I just, this whole, I'm going to be loyal and and not like, you know, not snitch, not turn anybody like the two guys with him after he beats this kid don't even want to admit that he was the one who did it Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's just not it's bad it's bad guys it's real bad yeah we should stop doing that if we can (laughs) like suggestion for me (laughs) it's really what is that song um imagine all the people oh that's john (laughs) yeah but what is the name of the song imagine is that it? Oh. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he says, like, imagine there's no countries and no religion, and that would be, like, that is kind of... Okay, time out. I can't even what? believe you're making a reference to this, this this seminal song as, like, it's an obscure, weird thing. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's obscure. I just couldn't remember the name. Oh, kidnap you. It's <laughs> happening. That's happening. <laughs> oh, I just, like, I really think that... The whole patriotism thing and the religion thing are two that are real bad. Like, yeah. it seems like it's okay on the surface, and it's just but so it's not. So it's not. just bad. It's so not. Any kind of blind loyalty to a group herd mentality is not going to mm-hmm. get you anywhere good. And it's trying to make it seem like, oh, those other people aren't <clears throat> like us, that's no good. Ever. You know what? And that's kind of what it what you have to do in order to feel like you identify with a certain group is make it like other people are not the same as you. Mm-hmm. There was a, a quick moment when, and we're we're really jumping all over the episode, but when the lawyer Levy finally shows up to get D'Angelo out of holding, mm-hmm. and he's yelling at him and chastising him about the letter writing and all that stuff, he says, "How many times do I have to tell you people?" And he smacks him in the back yeah, of the head. Yeah, and like that you don't even shit. you don't even know what that you people means. Is it you people criminals or you people black you people, people? My clients. You people my client. You know what I mean? It's just it's, yep. it's but it's just bad and it just feels gross when you yep. see it. And the smack on the back of the head to oh like god. top it all off. Yeah. Like he was saying that, and I was already like, "Oh my god, really?" And then he does that, and I was yeah. like, "Holy yeah. shit, what just yeah. happened?" But but you're kind of like, "Well, yeah, he deserved it because why are you fucking writing a letter?" But right. yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> and they never really fully explore that because there's a lot going on in the series. But that that one moment sticks out for me. That whole like very paternal kind of. You know, like yeah, you know, like grabbing Dennis the Menace by his like collar or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? What What's the one that they grab the kid by the ear all the time? Annie. Oh yeah, they grab her by the ear, right? Yeah, it's such a weird thing. Yeah, it, that, it felt totally like that too, though. Oh to- yeah, and I think that it's funny because like talking about D'Angelo being the weak link, and everybody can apparently tell because this guy wouldn't pull this shit with. Any of the other kids, I bet. I don't think. Yeah. Of course, any of the other kids wouldn't be fucking stupid enough to write the letter. So. Really, really. Let's talk about you know? how dumb that fucking letter was. Like that work on that work. It was good work on the cops' part, but really, you can write a letter to the kids of the guy. Like, it's who got it's good work on the cops' part in terms of like something to convince Daniels that maybe it's worth pursuing, but it's not legal or really relevant or anything. Yeah, it's nothing they can use in court. There's nothing they can use to get a warrant of any sort. It just felt like a waste to me. But you know what it was? It showed them who D'Angelo was. Because McNulty says we're just going to flex on him and see how he reacts. Right. 
and they see how he reacts. He's they know a little he's... bitch. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, fucking crying. So mean. Crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doctor Bob, I cannot even help you. Doctor Bob. Oh. Doctor Bob is a fucking creep too. Though. Yeah. I just don't like this actor. He weirds me out. So like, he looks like a frog. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a cartoon frog i was worried about spoiling you earlier but i so i won't say any names or whoever do you watch walking dead other than, yeah like are you up to date yeah so some other people from the wire are on walking dead and it's oh nice say. cool right. you can google that if you want to when you're i'm not gonna what am i crazy oh you won't i told i can't you. google stuff I because would. they will bring up images of spoilers this has happened on multiple <laughs> other shows I've I've Googled things thinking they were totally innocuous and I, it will be an image of like one of the characters <laughs> dead on the ground or a character like tied up with their throat cut. And I will find I will just know like six episodes or six seasons sometimes ahead of time that somebody's going to die and how they die. But I won't know when that's going to come or and it's awful. It's happened like twice. And I, there was one in Scandal that was weird because it just doesn't go like you know i saw the image and i'm thinking oh well this is what happens and it just doesn't go the way i expect at all so it was almost not a spoiler just because it didn't go the direction i thought but yeah i don't like to google stuff no. or imdb stuff because in the imdb they'll you have the told me a horrible listed. story about imbd yeah they were was, like this character died season such and such episode so and so yeah, I think it might have that like it might have been Wikipedia, but IMDb puts the the actual like dates that people play characters mm-hmm. on the show. So if there's an end date that isn't the end date of the show, <laughs> you know they're gonna die. Like it's not hard to figure out. So yeah, I wish that um, I think it's the website Tower of the Hand for Song of Ice oh, and Fire. That's a really good one. They have like a filter feature. That you can choose up to what book you have read, yeah. and they will filter out all the the spoilers from any books past that yeah. point. That's, and it would be great if IMDb could do that. But. Um, what's the other one? Um, Winter is coming is good too, with like filtering out spoilers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. With it. you know, I don't care. <laughs> I've got like a two second memory thing going for me. So well, that's I, yeah, and I mean that's how Brendan was too. Like he would get spoiled for stuff and not even remember yeah. what it even was <laughs> by the time the time came. But he was so good at predicting stuff that it was almost like you didn't need to spoil him because he he could figure it out. Oh, and that was like pants. almost more annoying. Yeah, nobody likes the smarty pants. Exactly right. Oh. It's just so much more fun to watch someone like crumble under their own like shock. There's a lot of crumbling but, in that particular series that you're referencing. A lot yes. of crumbling. And we'll have to get together and talk about that too, but that's another time. <laughs> so, um, um, all right. So where no, you continue? You you got this. So we talked about the open at the Emmy's office. We talked about the interrogation with D'Angelo. So how about when they're in the low risers when they go to pick up D'Angelo and you know the other kids scatter and all the cars pull up? Just, oh my god! Right? Just like stare them down. Right? They posse up. Oh my god! <laughs> and I love the um. On the other side, it's Kima taking the photos, and she sees them all just stop and, they and stand up. They don't even know she's there, because later she's like, y'all weren't the only cowboys in a canyon. Oh, my God. She was funny with that. Yeah. And she just, like, walks away. Yeah, like, right. No explanations. Mm, I'm not telling mm. you. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, the fact that she's watching, and she she just sees the moment where this guy finds out what's going on and stands up and is like, nope, mm-hmm. not playing this anymore. Yep. 
and says something is up, and then she like takes off mm-hmm. again. That's so what she's like, lady. You got to tell them something. Yeah. She just leaves the camera with what's his face. She does. She gives it to Carver, and she's like, just whenever you see a red hat on somebody, take their picture. And that's all she tells them. And then she goes like, skulking off. It's not a good plan. Yeah. I, I mean, no, why she doesn't tell them more. But again, we've talked. Maybe you don't trust them to be. I don't know. The thing is, like, I can understand feeling like they're not, they're not, like, either not. I don't want to say smart enough, but they're just not savvy enough. Yeah. But at the same time, it's way more of a risk to not tell them than it is to try. Agreed. And hope that maybe something sinks in. I so I don't know. Agreed. I feel like the, the decision for her not to tell them is sort of left up in the air. And they never really go back to that. So I don't know what the deal is with that. Like why she... Because as, as the series goes on, some people prove themselves to be good policemen. Some don't. But at this point, we don't know. And it's like, well, you've been working with them. Why don't you trust them enough to tell them? And I think it's really interesting. Like, I think it's a good idea in terms of the writing to make Herc not like dislike her. And you don't like Herc and you can tell he's an asshole. But at the same time, what he's saying is understandable. Exactly. He's not a bad guy. He's kind of a jerk off, but he's not a bad guy. He's just he's got. He's got way too much machismo. He's got the ego thing that is just way too fucking up his ass. And that's just... I was talking about this actually in the wrap-up cast for Breaking Bad. How it feels like in so many like turning points in history, what set things off was somebody's fucking ego making them make a really stupid fucking decision because they were their pride was hurt mm-hmm. or their honor was impinged and or some bullshit. He's that guy that would make that exactly. decision. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like ego is just such a, a stumbling block for so many people. And I'm not trying to act like it's not for me because Lord knows. Oh, well. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> Are you sure? Let's, let's avoid it, please. <laughs> but yeah, it's um that moment when he's like, first of all, when he what is his what is the other guy's name? Um, the black guy's name is Carver. Carver, okay. And it's her. Um, Carver, and he's saying to him here, she thinks she's better than us. And then later on, when he's like sending us uh, like running errands and shit, mm-hmm. and they're all drinking, and I'm like, oh god, yeah. All you need for somebody like him who has this macho thing going on to fuel the fire is booze. Mm-hmm. That's a real bad combo. And we see where that got them. Which I thought was kind of like hysterical, but not, you know, like they're all like, we run this. And then people start throwing shit from the windows and all of a sudden, you know. Can we, I know I'm jumping ahead, but I want to talk about that. Can we just go there right now? Absolutely. Okay. So first of all, where the fuck were they drinking? Was that in like the parking garage of the, because it looked almost like. They could have still been in their offices that they got given. Because you were in like, like the parking so... garage of the police department or whatever, like like you said earlier, tailgating, and then they Is got that... this idea that we should go run up through the projects. There were so many cans on the ground. It's like they had a fucking twelve pack among the three of them. And let's show them who's boss. And let's take the guy who shot the wall earlier because right. he's a stand up guy. <laughs> and he's like, we have to show them who we are. And I'm like, oh motherfucking mm-hmm. what? So. He goes, the, the, he, they all three of them go up to, it's a high rise, It's a right? high rise, yeah. Now, why in the fuck, why 
in the tactical fuck would you ever three people right three fucking people that's it all you got is three fucking people walk into a courtyard Mm -hmm. surrounded by high rises with people who have the high ground and weapons and try and act like you have any sort of advantage at all people who have not seen star wars (laughs) (laughs) as someone who has not seen star wars shut up i know i know you can't he's got the high ground you can't i I just i know every time that i tell people that i'm going to see it i have somebody who's gonna make me sit down and watch all three i don't even know if it's well you gotta it's not that it's not good or bad you just kind of gotta see it it's like a cultural thing you can't not know about you know Especially, I'm really in the nerd circles now. It's weird that you haven't seen it, considering the people that you run with. Well, that and Doctor Who. Having not seen Doctor Who, people always are like, what? Can I tell you, I watched an episode of Doctor Who last week by accident, and I was riveted. (laughs) I will say it. I was riveted. (laughs) I love you so much. Was Was it new? Yeah, it's a new season. It was so... and I've heard really good things about the new season. Like, I watched it. I won't say how many years ago and how old I was, but like years ago. And then I just stopped watching it, like whatever. And I just caught this episode a week or so ago, and it was so freaking good that like I'm all on board again. Like okay. I've watched like the first three episodes of the very first season and was just like, what the fuck is this? It's, and I just never did went back. You know what? But, Between me and you, it's a ridiculous concept <laughs> for a show. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I don't think people say in the comments. It's ridiculous. But I'll tell you what. I watched that shit and I was like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It was so good. <laughs> well, that's kind of how I am with Buffy. You know, like objectively Buffy, it's like really, really, you really. take that back. But that's the thing is that I love Buffy. But objectively when you're like, oh, it's a girl who is a vampire slayer because they have given powers that to random women. And there are only really vampires For in the Hellmouth, which is where she lives. It's happening right now in the other city. <laughs> who are you to say it's not happening right now? <laughs> I, uh... I am a person like, with logics, and so well, I will say so this with some confidence. Out with you, <laughs> bringing your logic into Buffy. <laughs> but yeah, so these guys wander into this fucking courtyard and try and act tough for like Man two minutes. Up, yelling at people, we run this. I'm going to knock your dirty clothes over. Right? Like this is some fuck. And they have this guy pull his pants down. Oh my. That was so goddamn humiliating. Yeah. I, my, like my whole insides shriveled up watching that moment. I was it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I hate this so much. Oh, it was, oh. It was just so demeaning. It, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, oh. you know, and I, again, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but <clears throat> like when that happened in that moment, like there's a, there's a black cop there. You know? Yeah. And he is just as culpable. He's in that moment. He's doing that thing. He's perpetrating that humiliation on that guy. And he's black. But it doesn't matter because he's a cop first. You know what I mean? It's really interesting because there's um, another show that I'm watching where there's a gay character who is blackmailing another gay man who's still in the closet with the information that he's gay. I don't want to tell you because it's spoily. But I just... Like somebody winds up yelling at him, shame on you for being a gay man who is trying to embarrass mm-hmm. another man 
for being like how could you fucking do that and it just sort of reminded me of that moment. yeah there's but this, this feeling that somehow you know if you're black or if you're gay or whatever that that's going to make you immune to the pervasiveness pervasiveness of that culture mm-hmm. to take advantage of people and to bully people and i don't think it does no definitely not i mean that's the thing is like it de- I think it just depends on really what kind of person you are. Like, yeah. how much do you want to either fit in with the group that you primarily identify with? Or how much do you want to achieve the goal that you're trying to get to? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see how differently people react to being put in situations like that. Yeah. But it, remi- and it reminded me of, um, there was uh, a time when my father, who was... Colombian and he didn't speak English like he was a he spoke it fluently but he had an extremely strong accent and it wasn't perfect the way that he spoke and he also you know definitely looked Hispanic and he got pulled over because there was an armed robbery in some Mm. area in New Haven and this was like not I mean I was probably like 18 I think um because when my mom, like, I hadn't even realized this. He came home really upset one day, and he didn't tell me what happened. And I didn't find out until recently what had happened. Um, he never and told I, you I, about it? No, he didn't tell me. I think he was too embarrassed. I, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, that makes sense. And I didn't know, and my mom told me, and I was like, when did this happen? Thinking she was going to tell me it was like I was, you know, when I was five or something. And yeah. it was when I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. And... He got pulled over and the cop like yanked him out of the car and forced him to the ground, mm. puffed him and Jesus. like half stripped him. Trying Jesus to like, Christ. Yeah. Just re- and he did it like on the side of the highway in full view of everybody. Oh my. And my dad was just like completely flipped out. You know, it's just one of those things that yeah. people act like, oh, if you if you've immigrated and you're trying to actually fit in with your country, why don't you learn the language and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Well, he fucking did all like, that. Like, all that stuff is going to make you... It's the same sort of thing where, where, like, social justice warriors call, like, respectability politics. It's like mm-hmm. that whole, if you pull your pants up and they're not sagging, then the cops won't pull you over. Right. Well, no, they're yeah, going to pull please. you over anyway. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's a failure or a, a, um, a not... Uh, uh, unwillingness to admit that it doesn't really matter how fluent you are mm-hmm. or how well dressed you are. If they want, or to, if you're legal or not, because he was legal. Exactly. He was, if, you know, like if they want to, they can put you on the road and pull your pants half down in front of your kid or whoever else is in a car because they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep, and it's the kind of thing that people say when you describe things like this happening, well, that doesn't happen that often. It's an extreme case. And the thing is that I might have actually been like, yeah, well, probably not. But until I just found out like a couple months ago that this happened to my own dad, yeah. you know, yeah. like I, and I had no clue. And it's not extreme. It's not unusual. It's not nope. odd. It's not out of the normal. It's the normal, you know, it just is. But we're not at a place yet as a, as a country where we're willing to, look at that sort of stuff honestly no you know we're you know and I, i'd like to think that we'll get there at some point but yeah we're not there yet we're very like defensive about all of it like you must have deserved that treatment if that's yeah, happened to for you sure. and the thing and this is like a much wider issue but it's not like people want to try and be like well culturally or statistically oh. or whatever and for me it's like you know what it comes down to is it's about class like Mm -hmm. 
you're in a you have no options and you're like uh, naturally the people who are in the lowest income bracket people try and act like just go back to school excuse me right how much time does that take i'm how sorry much money does that is, take? is that free now did i miss an right? Did yeah. getting a loan suddenly become way easier for a woman yeah. with four children who has like a $200 right. a week income? Like, really? And I just don't understand how people can throw that kind of factor out the window. Yeah. Like it's not important when it's everything. Yeah. And it's, um, there was another case this week or in the, in the last week or so in South Carolina. And it's, it's, it's almost comical if it weren't like true and had really occurred. No. A guy... A black guy is driving, and he gets pulled over for a seatbelt violation, right? So he okay. so he gets out of his car. Cop, you know, get out of your car. Gets out of his car. The cop says, show me your license and your registration. The guy leans into his car to get it, and the fucking cop open fires on him. True oh story. God. And the guy is being shot, and you can hear the audio because it's like video, like police dash cam. The guy's like, why? thank God there is video. Why are you shooting me? And the guy's like, well, you, you ducked into your car. And the guy's like, but you told me to get my license. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. And the cop- That's like almost as bad, almost as bad as the one guy who got beat up and then fined for soiling oh, fucking the bleeding on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they had to get them longer yeah. because he bled on you their You fucking had the nerve to bleed on my uniform after I beat the shit out of you. Who do you think Which you are? Which is really like this when uh, what's his face the asshole that hits this kid mm. and then he's like "You're gonna, what are you going to bleed on my car? Oh and my I was god. like right? oh my god that Did just reminded that? me so hard. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What the hell is that guy's name? Prez Belushi. They just Prez call him Belushi. Prez. Yeah. The fucking kind. What? But he has an interesting arc in the story as well. Um, oh, I won't say good or bad, but yeah, an interesting arc. He, so- he is... I I was just really relieved to see how completely ashamed of himself he looked yep. when Daniels was there. I At least that, because if he started to get all defensive, which I feel like if it had been Herc... Herc would totally have just gotten defensive. Totally would have. Agreed. But at least Prez was just sort of like, had this look like, I can't fucking believe I have yeah. to, like, you know. So that yeah. gave me, I don't even want to say it gave me a little bit of hope, but it comforted me a little bit, you, I guess, is the best I can do. They don't tell us much, but you get the, because he's so bad at being a cop. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just so bad at it. You get the kind of, like, I, I, made a backstory for him that doesn't really exist but you <laughs> nice i felt like okay maybe he shouldn't have been a cop but he married the daughter of a high-ranking official and he just ended up being a cop you know right and 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 that's why he's so bad because it wasn't really what he was, should be doing or even wanted to do uh, and it really felt like he like herc like he was trying to impress her. Oh God, yeah. What? You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel. And I don't want to say that that's all it is because if he shot up his own car, Herc wasn't there. Who was he trying to impress <laughs> in that situation? I don't know. Maybe he's just a fucking moron. But <laughs> there's a little it, of that. <laughs> it definitely felt like there was um, a going further than he might ordinarily have gone. Yeah. Just because of the company he was. Did in. you see the look they gave him after he cold cocked the, the kid and like oh, Mr. Yeah. whipped him and like, what the fuck was that? Like he said, Oh, I went too far. I thought that's and what Carver we were doing. Was, yeah, Carver's like, what the fuck <laughs> is the matter with you? I was like, thank God somebody yeah. fucking said it. Like we were but what you were doing we were was fine. <laughs> oh. 
We could, so <laughs> this could be us, but you play it. <laughs> so, um, so in this episode, as you as you've probably seen, it's only the second one, but the cast is sprawling. Like there are going to yeah. be so many people. You know, this is this is yeah. It's a I huge mean, cast. taking the notes. It's like crazy. It's a huge cast. So I would love if you, and I know that obviously. You have a real job. So if you can't do this, that's fine. However, if you ever get a chance to go on IMDb and print out a cast list, like minus spoilers, or and email it to me, you could just email it. Girl, I will it. email it because I wrote all that shit down. And that way, <laughs> if there's a list and if there's like, you know, the actor's images with it to help me, oh, okay. then I can use that and uh, try and remember people's names. Yeah, because cool. I, I can, I'm like, actually a little bit better at it than i expected to be with this show because but uh it's definitely really true yeah and it they do it it's weird because they throw a lot of names out but when there's people you need to know they make sure you get to know them yeah no it's like they threw a bunch of names out that we don't really know yet in this particular episode like talk about stinkum and poop right the nicknames are crazy but they they throw a bunch of names out but you don't really have the faces to go with them because they're just thrown out in conversation Right. But as it goes along and you get to need to know them, they do a really good job of making sure you know who's who. But I would be thrilled to do that. So, yeah. Yay. Um, and I also found it really interesting when Daniels is talking to McNulty and tells him that his major is just like, I don't want to. He, he's he's basically to, yeah. kicking you to the yeah, curb. Yeah, fuck you. He's ready to sell you down a river. And McNulty genuinely for a second is like, what the fuck did I do? And I'm like. That was almost convincing. <laughs> He's a really good liar. I was like, God damn, because you know what the fuck you did, you moron. Yeah. Or maybe he was just looking convincing because he genuinely was surprised that people connected him. But I don't know how he could be surprised by that. Here's my thing about McNulty, which in that line, like, what the fuck did I do, like, becomes his sort of catchphrase <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> okay. But I had forgotten that we see McNulty in his apartment, and I forgot that you see him sleeping on a mattress on the floor mm-hmm. and that's the sign that shows you he his shit is all fucked up oh bad like, real bad you know you see when you see that moment you're like this guy's shit is all over the place yeah i mean like you see the out the film of the outside of the complex he's in and then you see the inside of the apartment with no furniture mm-hmm. nothing and i'm thinking that it's going to be like Barksdale, yeah, right, like a who rolls over in bed. Yeah, <laughs> like somebody McNulty. who's like hiding, maybe not even in their own real apartment. Maybe they're just like squatting somewhere. Right. And then it's McNulty, and I was like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck? And then um, he gets the call to go get your yeah. newspaper, and he gets out of bed in his boxers with no shirt on, and, and it's I'm just, just like, like, yeah, it, this is fine. You keep s- doing that? <laughs> well, that. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. You see, like right in that moment, like okay, his shit is not together. Yeah. Like so I can see why he's making these bumbling moves professionally even though he doesn't think he is like what the fuck did I do? But obviously there's a behavior in his life that has led him to this mattress on the floor in this crappy apartment. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I appreciate um, that moment. And I mean we get another taste of that later when he's uh or it actually might be earlier when he's drunk in his car. Oh yeah. And he sees these kids smashing the window on a car and gets out. Hey, little shitheads. 
and cut, catches his own tie in the car door trying to get out. And then he goes to like lift his badge up, but like the momentum of his own arm going into the air like throws him off balance and he just flies down the hill in the mud. Oh my God. And he just like sits there for a sec and fit, like looks for his badge, finds it, and then just starts cracking yeah, up. Yeah, because he, he like, knows what? the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. It felt like even he knows he's a fuck up. Because I thought for a second, because he's drunk, and I'm like, is somebody, are they trying to like distract him? Because it was like the most half hearted attempt to break a window. Yeah. Like, it was just, it took him a long time. <laughs> I don't feel like they ever actually broke it. It just started to crack and got really cracked, but it never broke. Yeah. And I was like, are they just doing this to, like, get his attention off of something else that somebody else is doing? Yeah. But no, they're just really inept. That's just really some drunk. random violent, like, well, not violent, but, like, semi-destructive time. <laughs> <laughs> the kind so, the police normally wouldn't care about, except that he happens to be there getting all shit He just happened to be sitting there. And I guess drives home wasted, so that's cool. In every episode, and no one seems to be, like, concerned about that. And apparently he's really good at it because nothing's ever happened. Oh, he's fine. He oh, just... my God. I hate it. How about the scene with um, Daniels and his wife where she's giving him the advice, like, the game's Ugh. rigged. You can't lose it if you don't play. I loved his responses when she's like, so if you don't produce any results, then you're, they're going to blame you. Correct. But if you do produce results and they're not the results they want, they will blame you. Correct. Correct. And everything he, she says, he's just not even trying to flinch away from it. He's like, no, yeah, that's exactly how right? it is. Yep. Yeah, they are going to fuck me either way. That, yeah. is, that is absolutely true. Yes. I don't understand your point. But sure, that's what's happening. Yeah. I was like, and I don't, like, their house is so white bread. Well, what is up with this freaking, like, it's like a model home in, like, Georgia. We learn later that she's like a councilwoman or some shit, right? Okay. And they told us in the first episode, but it goes, like, by, like, really low-key, that he has a law degree. Right. Know? So, like, I don't know. Why. And they're all like, oh, you know, like University they, of Baltimore, right? but still. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be the Huxtables, but instead you're a fucking cop. Like, what do you know what I mean? <laughs> The Huxtables. So, like, her whole steeze is very much like, don't be invested in this bullshit. It's not going to do us any good. Like, how is it going to move us up to the next level? But I, he's got some kind of urge of being, like, a do-gooder, you know, wants to make a difference or. It, he just, he looks so uncomfortable there. With her? Not even... Yeah. I, like, with her, like, he, you know what? He just looks uncomfortable in his own skin. Yeah, like, he doesn't belong in that setting. Like, he's... Yeah. yeah. He's just really awkward and always just... Yeah. I mean, he's sitting in bed in his pajamas reading, which should look relaxing. But it's not and at he, all. Not even a little bit. He looks like a mannequin that's been sat up in bed mm -hmm. that's, like, keeps sliding down and you keep having to <laughs> yank it back up again and be like, no, stay! <laughs> It's just like he's so stiff and weird. Yeah. I don't know. And then he gets the call to get out of bed. And he's like, and he gets leave. This... He has to right. be able to That's go. exactly it. It's like he ha he has a look for a second like, oh, I was totally going to go to bed. And I'm like, don't you lie. You were not. You were going to sit there staring into space for another two hours with your fucking back as straight as an arrow. And then you were going to get up and go to work and act like you slept. That's what you were going to do because you're a goddamn robot. Right, I, that's a good that's a good um interpretation because he looks very not at ease in his setting there, and yeah. like that 
that call to leave is like um you know a lifeline like thank fucking god i get out of here but it's his wife and that should be his like place of peace and whatever but it's clearly not and she's weirdly like discouraging about it i mean i get why and i'm probably like have been this woman also because brendan had a job where it, it legit sometimes felt like he couldn't win and i just wanted to yell at somebody on his behalf and you know obviously you can't yeah so i would like go to him and be like why don't you just do this why are you letting them do this to you mm-hmm. so i understand where she's coming from but at the same time it's like He's been faced with this impossible task. The last thing he needs is for you to be telling him it's impossible. And there's and say that you should try and get out of it. There's a clear um, definition that she's a politician and he is a police officer. Like she is looking at how to navigate the situation with the least amount of damage. Right. Not how to get the job done. You know? Yep. Um, but you know, he, he's the guy who's like, I want to make a difference. And she's like, uh, make a difference to your reputation and paycheck. Yeah, how about that's that? what matters. Cause this is only a model home and I want the real job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only the model wife. I'm the starter <laughs> wife, but there's a real one for you. So probably want to get on that. <laughs> she's way hotter. Um, um yeah, yeah but this, I, I, so I hope you're enjoying, I know it's only two episodes in. But um, I really hope that you are enjoying it. I am. I. It's just, it's, I guess I've never really watched a show that I, this was sort of the same thing that I had with Breaking Bad. I don't watch shows that are set in a modern day and don't have some sort of fantastical element yeah well you can get that every day on the news who needs that (laughs) that's not fantastical (laughs) where are the superpowers exactly so it's like you know i've always been into sort of the fantasy and whatever and like even something like um like bones Oh which is God. not a good show, but I admit there. that I watch it. It was good well, like, like for the first two seasons or three. And then they just went b- berserk with it. I don't even know what's happening anymore, but I'll probably watch it if I catch it. I just and they have shit them. with like ghosts and stuff like popping up here and there. So even in a show like that, there's still fantastical elements that they just throw out there like it's no big thing. And people, more than one person sees the ghost, so it's not like just like, oh, you could say, oh, it's in his head. It's like, <laughs> legitimately, there are ghosts in that universe. So, I don't, I, I just am not used to shows that are based so firmly in reality. Yeah. And that was what was like really strange for me when I started Breaking Bad, because with something like Song of Ice and Fire, it's super, super depressing, but it's depressing in a distanced enough way that you can be like, oh, wow, that sucks for those weird characters. Ha ha. Distant Not and like exhilarating this. all at the same time. Yeah. And this is just like, I'm, this is a thing that I'm literally seeing on the news now all yeah. the time. Yeah. And this is just making me really sad. Yeah. So it's a whole different vibe and I am enjoying it, but it's just hard to get used to. Yeah. You know? it, 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 it stays hard to get used to, but I, I trust you and I think you'll be in for the long haul and I'm so looking forward to you seeing how it develops and who goes where. It won't be as intriguing as a song, you know, Game of Thrones or Song Ice of Fire, but it's good stuff. Can you tell how how many uh, episodes are per season? Do you know? Shit. I think this is the old HBO when it's like 12. Okay. 
Like now so, everything is ten, but I think it's like twelve an episode. I don't. Is everything ten? I was watching um, Boardwalk Empire, and I thought there was more than ten per season. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I watched. Did you watch The Leftovers? No, I'm not watching that. I've heard it's mad depressing. Oh my god, it is so depressing. I love every minute of it because <laughs> I'm all about wallowing in the misery that is life. And if the more people I can have there with me, the happier I am. So it's like my favorite show ever. It's not even that good, and it's still my favorite show ever. <laughs> Nina does a podcast on it. And does like, she? It, yeah, and HBO because you know it's so new. A lot of people don't like to pick up doing podcasts on a show if they know they if they don't know if they'll like it yeah and nina is a lot more daring and that she'll decide to do something before she's ever seen a single episode so she started um following the following or no the leftovers the following because they do the following too but (laughs) but yeah she started to do that and they've actually like contacted her and sent her like promo materials and stuff because there are so few people who are actually covering it but yeah, if you like the show, maybe you should check out her. I her think podcast. I will. I really do like the show. It's it's mad depressing, and um, I don't even know if it's that good. The thing that's intriguing me the most is that you know I'm like a big nerd, so I like read AV Club and all that stuff. And the yes. woman they had reviewing it was, I guess, a woman of color, and. I'd never seen a reviewer get so much beef about her personal views. Like, people were doing screenshots of her Twitter. Oh, shit. And being like, you hate all white people. You think all white men suck, so we're not going to, like, read your... Yeah, it got crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. But um, It's just, it's like... I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, I'm too fucking tired to do this right now. Yeah. And you had the big birthday, so I'm glad. You oh, that's true, guys. I'm thirty. She's Today thirty, is my guys. Birthday. Oh my god. She's the old hag. Old hag. It's so weird. I'm at work, and I'm the oldest person there. They gave me a promotion, and it's like on the one hand, I'm like, yay, promotion, and I got a raise, and it's only been like two weeks. I must be pretty awesome. And then awesome. I'm like, oh wait, everybody else working here is like twelve. So of course they're <laughs> promotion because nobody else knows what the fuck they're doing, and I don't want to disparage the fact that I'm really good at my job because I am. But still, it's really like it's odd to feel like they were already asking me what they should do because I'm the oldest one and they figure I'm the one to come to. So it's just like it's really weird to have them coming to me for like relationship advice. It's funny. They've been doing true. (laughs) And they're coming to me being like, well, my girlfriend, there's one girl who proposed to her girlfriend and her girlfriend throws the ring at her when they get in a fight and tells her she doesn't really love her. And it's like, I'm going to forgive her, but, and I'm like, uh, what? No. And I for, you know, I forget that when I was that age, I took all kinds of shit. I, oh, you don't know, true. you don't that's like, true. know where your threshold is at that See, age. look at you being compassionate, like remembering <laughs> it when you were that, I, I totally never would have done that. You're all like, I, I remember when I was that age, I took all kinds of shit. It's like relationships when you're a teenager are made to be full of drama. That's like, why that's I didn't what have them. For. Yeah. And that's what I keep trying to remind myself is like. Because you just have to let people do stupid shit sometimes, even though it hurts to watch it happen. Fuck. So I love that like you're like kids, the mother then, you know, like people are coming to you with their problems and they want counsel and advice. And It's so fun. And it's like, I really thought that they didn't, that they saw me as like that type more than anything. And then I was off on my birthday today 
but the girls knew that I was going to be off. And so they brought in balloons. Oh, and I saw the pictures yesterday. Yeah. It was so sweet. And they did it like early. I've never like I've worked other jobs where I felt like I was more friends with the people at those jobs than I am at this one. And yet they didn't do shit for me on my birthday. <laughs> so I came in and they had the like balloons and shit. I was like, oh, my God, oh, you guys are fantastic. Nice. That's because so. they're all so young and happy with the world exactly. and full of excitement. Give them a Let's few wait years. until they've been crushed by the wheel <laughs> of reality. Um, all right. So, so with evil. that, I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, guys. And uh, we will see you next week with a new episode. If you walk through the garden, you better watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon for the state in their track. If you walk with Jesus, he'll save your soul. You gotta keep the devil. Down in the hole. He's got the fire and the fury.